Play us in, Arthur. Coming to you from the brilliant minds of Hipster at Home, you're listening to We Should Start a Band, a podcast about the trials and tribulations of being suitably hipster. Welcome back to We Should Start a Band, a podcast where we're not experts, we're just highly opinionated. I'm Colbro Kambucha, and today I'm joined by Heritage Avocado Toast and Retro Denim Jacket. <laughs> today we're going to be dipping into foods you serve at game night. But before we open up a tasty bag of crisps, do we have any follow-ups? In fact, we do. Based on our last episode about cereals, my mother has come forth with a confession. Uh-oh. Yeah. In fact, to limit the amount of fighting between me and my sisters about toys and boxes, she would just remove them secretly. <laughs> now, did she play with them? <laughs> That's a very good question. I didn't ask. Uh, I probably should, and I can definitely follow up for part three on that. <laughs> The ongoing toy in the cereal box saga. Yes. Three-parter. Who would do such a thing? A mom who doesn't want to have to deal with a fight. Yeah. It's just dastardly. I get it. I'm not happy about it, but I get it. And I think our other follow-ups are the Sauve Blanc that Retro Denim Jacket was drinking in our uh, Sauve Blanc episode. I did find the name, and in the interest of not embarrassing the bejesus out of myself, I am going to have Google pronounce it for me. <laughs> Domaine du Chapitre. Excellent. <laughs> and from the second half of that episode, we said we would try the smoky Coke with other whiskeys, mm -hmm. and we can confirm... That it still tastes like cough syrup. Oi. So, I mean, better than drinking it straight, mm -hmm. but not better than drinking the whiskey straight. So, this goes on the do not purchase list. Yeah, that, that will be, no, will not buy again. All right. Listeners, <laughs> you now know. <laughs> yeah. Woody, okay. Smoky, don't waste your money. But it doesn't make sense because you often need the woody to make the smoky. It was pointed out to me by our grandmother that they could have gone with woodsy. And it wouldn't have been as inappropriate. What a smart lady. What a smart, <laughs> smart lady. Going with coastal temperate forest. <laughs> coastal temperate forest. <laughs> I think that's all for the current follow-ups. Hang on, there's a tree joke in there somewhere. Something about deci deciduous <laughs> and being indecisive. Indeciduous about the naming of it. There it is. <laughs> wow. <laughs> You're working on that one. You just uh, been planning that for a bit now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, 30 seconds or so. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like even that's too much time. Really putting in the effort. <laughs> <laughs> I hope everyone appreciates that. <laughs> Dear Arthur, are there drunks outside? Sorry. Whoop, whoop. Friday. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't tell the listeners when we're recording this. They'll they'll know we're lame on a Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot. Quick, cut it out. Whoop. Monday afternoon. Uh-huh. Which works so well with our time difference schedule. <laughs> but Friday night could be perfect. Could be perfect for a game night and some snacks. Mm-hmm. Ooh. I very much enjoy a game night snack. Thank you. Now I have something more important to do and on Friday night. So what kind of snacks are you suggesting? Yes. <laughs> uh, I personally am a fan of salty 
crunchy things. Fair. Mm-hmm. I think that's a general um, crowd pleaser. Yeah. As someone who housed a quarter of a bag of Doritos last night, I concur. Salty is delicious. <laughs> Which type? <laughs> the cheesy kind, of course. Oh, of course. Cooler Ranch is just, it's a sad second place for me. For our British listeners, that would be uh, Cool Original. Yep. Still in the blue bag, though. It's not the original. Well, that's the thing. We looked it up, and I don't think it was the original. Research department, you want to confirm that? Do I ever? <laughs> <laughs> One moment. Today, Heritage Avocado Toast was trying to convince me that I have tried the spicy buffalo flavor, but I'm pretty sure he's full of it. I don't remember this. Wait, there's a spicy buffalo flavor? I don't know if I've ever seen that before. I think it's new. All right, then. They're really coming out with stuff all the time. Do you remember back in the day where they made the puffed ones? Yeah, Doritos mm-hmm. 3D. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, that Super Bowl ad. Listeners of a certain age will know. Yeah. You know their um, they're, they're Pringles knockoff. They've got the, the Doritos uniform in a, in a triangular can. Oh, my God. Is that Doritos or is that like Lay's? I can't remember. The Stacks? No, it's Doritos. I think there's a Doritos one because we tried the cheese. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it does not taste right. Oh, no. All right. Don't waste your time. All right. Research department. It's got the answer. Mm-hmm. All right. Hit us. They launched in the United States 1966 with one and only one flavor, toasted corn. So let's go with original flavor or salted. Okay. So which came out first? The ranch or the cheese? Nacho cheese appears to be the second. Ah. <laughs> there was also a sour cream and onion flavor shortly thereafter, and sesame seed flavored. Hmm. Okay. Sesame seed? Cool Ranch Doritos did not debut until 1986. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they call it Cool Original over here because they don't know what ranch is. Oh, Wikipedia claims that in the UK they're called Cool American. I've never seen that. No. No. Okay, Wikipedia. You're off the research department. Approved. It's my main source. <laughs> approved source list. Excuse me. It's the it's the only yeah. approved source we have. Do you know how hard it was and how much layers of tape I had to go through corporate just to get Wikipedia? <laughs> so a single Google search and hitting enter once on your keyboard? Dude, they monitor everything here. <laughs> layers of corporate. <laughs> Speaking of layers, you know what goes well with a tortilla chip? A seven layer dip. Oh, yeah. That is some tasty, tasty stuff. I still don't even know what's in a seven-layer dip. Just any seven-layer dip that's been presented to me and sold as such has been delicious. I concur. Yeah. I feel like everyone has a different recipe for seven-layer dip. Yeah. It's a lot like chicken salad where everyone kind of has their own version of it. But Mm -hmm. in my personal opinion, all chicken salads are delicious. (laughs) Would you say that all seven-layer dips are delicious? Yes. I concur. Yes. Uh, (laughs) Seven-layer dip is much the same thing. They are all delicious and i want them in my face i mean is your face a tortilla chip now it could be you guys haven't seen me in a while (laughs) we are looking at you right now (laughs) maybe this is just a filter it's a deep fake (laughs) actually a filter (laughs) rather than the filter that makes you look like a chip you've got the filter that makes you not look like a chip yes (laughs) so are there any layers in your seven layer dip that people put in that you wouldn't want Lime-flavored Doritos are good. Lime-flavored Doritos are disgusting. I like... I don't know... I don't think I've ever tried the lime-flavored Doritos. However, I do like the Tostitos hint of lime. I don't like that sort of artificial powdered 
lime flavoring. But you're okay with non-dairy cheese in your nacho cheese Doritos. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no cheese in those suckers. Those are very different taste groups. This is very different. Don't even compare the two. Don't, don't besmirch the good name of fake nacho Look, cheese. The gentleman next to me today in Sainsbury's had a lovely checkout basket of a steak, a bottle of Prosecco, and lime Doritos. That man was on a way to a successful date. I no. I could. Yep. I get behind that. Hey. I will give you the steak and the Prosecco, but I'm not going to give you the Doritos. I feel like the Doritos are one of those like, and then I tell my friends why I'm not calling him back. Actually, I think he had only one steak. So now I'm confused. That just sounds like a good Friday night. night (laughs) (laughs) That's the newly single from bringing lime Doritos to his last date. <laughs> Fine. I don't need her. I have my lime Doritos <laughs> and my steak and my big bottle of Prosecco just for me. <laughs> no sharing tonight. <laughs> Maybe he's going to lime Dorito encrust the steak after marinating it in the Prosecco. Um, Why would you do that to a steak? Yeah, that's like chicken fried steak, and I'm just not here for it. I still think that is the stupidest name. It's really not that hard to come. Uh, yeah. All right. Never mind. <laughs> and now for uh, for another installment of what can only be described as the Heritage Avocado Toast comes from Hickbell. <laughs> <laughs> Explain chicken fried steak. Well, you take a piece of beef that's not very high quality. You pound it out mm-hmm. with a hammer or a tractor <laughs> wheel. Am I going to have to mark this as explicit? Yeah, maybe. And then you basically fry it, shallow pan fry it. You can deep fry it too, but shallow pan will do the job. In a mixture that you would typically use for chicken, for fried chicken. That's it. It's using that breading and those seasonings on a piece of flat meat. The thing is about that, the name is rather confusing. It's one of those names that if you have to explain what it is, it's named incorrectly. Yeah. Like, when I first heard the name, I was confused about whether or not it was a chicken fried like a steak or a steak fried like a chicken. Look, if you don't, if you're not in the know, you're not worthy. Wow. This is, I have to say, if you're not in the know, you don't need to know type of a category. (laughs) It also goes by country fried steak. That makes a little bit more sense. (laughs) Are you making just banjo noises? Yeah, she's doing deliverance. Which uh, harkens back to one of our favorite board games, Redneck Life. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I suppose you could serve some some chicken fried steak with that if you wanted. (laughs) You're going for a theme. Well, and for me, one of the important parts about game night snackage is that it's closer to finger food. Yes. So I'm not really sure how you cut up a chicken fried steak in order to make it a finger food. Oh, no, I I don't think chicken fried steak is good for game night. (laughs) Could you chicken fry meatballs? I think you can chicken fry anything. It's just usually done with a steak. Air quotes, steak. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we were on seven layer dip. Yeah, I have to say with seven layer dip, I don't think there's any need necessarily to waste some of the layers on shredded lettuce. I disagree. Yeah. You need some freshness and some crunch. Yeah, that's it for me. It's a texture change. I like the tomatoes. I like tomatoes and I like black olives. When was the last 
time you had crunchy tomatoes for the freshness but the problem with the lettuce is it just falls off it just and it usually takes a glob of sour cream or something with it towards the couch (laughs) if you're dipping right that sour cream should sort of seal in the lettuce a little bit (laughs) i feel like we need some sort of visual on how how one dips right i think (laughs) that may need to be a merch item how <laughs> you're to dipping dip, right. How to dip it right. <laughs> <laughs> like cartoon panels for steps, like a wiki how. <laughs> well, I mean, you can always, you know, cheap out and get the scoop related chips, but I don't I don't think that's real. You you're not re- you're not really having a dip with chips if you're cheating by using the scoops. I like the scoops. I like the scoops a lot. I also like ridges. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to have ridges, you're probably not doing it with a seven-layer dip. You're going to do that with, like, a clam dip or an onion dip. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I feel like the ridges were the original version of the kettle cooked because they tend to have more structural integrity mm-hmm. like a kettle cooked chip does. And I feel like kettle cooked back in the day when we were younger was not as popular. So if you were looking for something a little more sturdy, you were going with ridges. Yeah, that's true. I hate when you're, especially because like a clam dip, that tends to be a a thicker dip. Mm -hmm. And I hate when your like crisp or chip breaks off in the dip. Yes. And then you have to get another one to like do a rescue mission. Yep. And inevitably that breaks off and then you've got to get another one in there. And it's like one of those like horror spelunking things where they keep sending people down and they keep not coming back. Yep. Yeah. And then you're like, just go take two people together. It'll be more successful. <laughs> like a haunted house where that one girl walks off on her own and you're just like, take someone with you for goodness sake. Yeah. Well, uh, unsolicited research incoming. <laughs> oh, I'm glad to see that we're splurging for theme music now. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I got I got paid an extra an extra instant coffee from the from the mess tent. <laughs> we're intense. Wow. Of course we're intense. Yeah, we are. <laughs> so apparently, the kettle chips potato, the main kettle brand in, in the states, anyways, was created by Cameron Healy in Oregon. Mm-hmm. It was inspired by crisps fried in a bucket and eaten while on holiday in Hawaii. So I would say the Hawaiians might have invented this, not Mr. Healy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I believe that would be appropriation. (laughs) Yeah. Not that that, because, you know, that never happens. So I saw this this other group of people doing this great thing. I brought it home and said I invented it. Jeez Louise. Like that guy who was going on and on on YouTube about nobody was really doing Nashville hot fried chicken, except for everyone in Nashville. Sorry. Bleep that. (laughs) Yeah. I love when they put names to things of where it's originally from, and they're like, this is mine. Yeah. Nobody's ever done this before. Mm Mm-hmm. But I, I do like kettle kettle chips. Sometimes they're a bit too greasy for me. You're too greasy. I f- wow. All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you know what you're getting into, though. You don't go into a bag of kettle cooked chips thinking that you're going to come away with clean fingers. Quite frankly, if you go into any bag of chips, you're not coming away with clean fingers. <laughs> Top tip for game night listeners, make sure to have little cocktail napkins or something, unless you like greasy games. That is 
very accurate. Napkins are essential. I mean, it, greasy hands, that's always a risk. <laughs> Laminate everything. <laughs> that's always an axis and allies, but that doesn't land very well. What? Because I said it was a risk. Oh. <laughs> Wow, that went over both our heads. Yeah. Dang, the research department's on a different level. <laughs> yeah, literally, I'm upstairs today. <laughs> Brought to you by a multi-level flat. <laughs> <laughs> Brought to you by we can't stop being loud when we're in the same room. We've actually split up the hipster cats as well. We have, yes. I feel like they're probably more dangerous together, so that's probably safer. And oh. right on cue, here he comes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> You said cat? <laughs> yeah, the one I had sat up the minute you said that as well. Uh, someone said cat <laughs> treats, I believe. Any uh, meowing you hear for the rest of the episode is because someone said the T-R-E-A-T-S word. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's not the word we use here, so they don't know that. That's good. Yeah. I'm not going to ask what word to use in order to keep the peace. It's, um... Oh, oh. Since I'm not there, I can call them hearts. As they're in the shape of hearts. Yes. We get we get lilies and they come in that shape. <laughs> Sorry, my ear fell out. Oh, when you're done Van Goghing up there. <laughs> I was about to make a Van Gogh joke. <laughs> <laughs> you upset about colors too. About to go find a prostitute to give it to. <laughs> I like my seven layer dips, black and white. Thank you very much. <laughs> to make sure that you can see all the brush strokes. But, um... There are other crispy, salty snacks that are good for game night that aren't so greasy. Mm -hmm. For example, a bag of pretzels. That's true. I think that's perfect. Also, if you're not having Snyder's pretzels, what are you doing with your life? Well, not living in the U.S. I just, it's so sad. They have them here, though, if you can believe that. Oh, you can get them in the U.S. section. Only the flavored, the flavored crumbled bits ones, not like the whole ones or the large chunks that are just the salted version. It's mm. always the yeah. jalapeno or the honey mustard. That's your fun. Yep. It's just not as good. And if you're not into the crunchy pretzels, you can get yourself some soft pretzels. Yeah. Shameless plug. Shameless plug time. <laughs> if you head over to the blog, we do have a recipe for soft pretzels, which are quite easy to make. You can make them ahead of time, even partway cook them the night before. They're quite handy. And we've found them to be a very good addition to parties or game nights. And you can dip them in things. And really, I think being able to dip something in something else is, is where it's all about for snackage. I'm here for the dips. A lot of stuff is just really a vehicle to get a dip into my mouth. It's true. You want like a little bit of flavor, you know, like a salt from a chip or salt from a pretzel. But you are really getting the most flavor out of the dip that you're putting on top of it. I am all for bready things in dips as well mm -hmm. so pretzels in a honey mustard dip or a cheese dip or putting dips in bread bowls oh i love a good bread bowl and then having bread covered in dip it's like a reverse dip because you're more like dipping the dip in the bread at that stage you dip i dip we dip <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I love a good spinach and cheese dip in a bread bowl. I like an onion dip in a bread bowl, like a classic 1970s onion dip <laughs> made with a soup packet. It's very precise. I don't want none of those 2008 onion dips. Yeah, sometimes you can't beat the classics. No. I swear, the onion dip that like everyone in the U.S. uses for that 
has not changed its packaging since our parents were kids. Good. I can still find it in the store. Everybody's always changing up their packaging, changing from green to red, and they change the font. I'm never finding your product again. I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but during schooling in our marketing class, we talked about the fact that Heinz changed up their salad cream for a bit to try and market it because sales were going down. And then they found that no one bought it when they changed it because no one knew what it was anymore. So they had to change it back. Exactly. (laughs) Don't mess with it. Don't mess with perfection. There's a reason the Batman logo is still, generally speaking, the Batman logo. (laughs) Also, there's not a lot of options. I mean, it's a bat. Or a man. (laughs) Well, because it's the wings outstretched. It could be, you know, upside down sleeping as a bat. It could be a man. (laughs) So you want action. Let's put a lazy sleeping bat up. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) My point is, if it was a lazy, if they changed Batman's logo to a lazy sleeping bat, no one's going to find the Cape Crusader. It doesn't really say like, you know, action either. And no one's really hunting down the Caped Crusader in such a way that they put up a bat signal and are like trying to track him down. It's usually the bat signals telling him that he needs to go find something, not someone needs to find him. Oh, isn't that so typical though that when somebody needs something they call for you to come do it for them (laughs) well exactly if delivery changes their app i'm never finding it again you can't find it anyway because you just move it around your phone (laughs) not intentionally i do struggle with that like whenever instagram or some big app like that changes their changes their logo it takes me forever to find it and honestly if it ends up changing anywhere on my phone i suddenly can't find it like i accidentally rearranged my screen the other day and suddenly i couldn't find my notes because it used to be in the top left corner and so that's where my thumb went and suddenly i was opening the app store i was like what the heck I get annoyed because I always use a theme to change all of my icons over so they all match. (laughs) And if an app updates its icon and it no longer fits in the theme, it makes me very upset. And that is the quickest way to be removed from my screen. You are now in the drawer because you don't match everyone else. So to be clear, are you one of those people that puts stuff in rainbow order on your phone? No, because it's all the same color. Oh, they're all they're all blue. Oh my god. If anyone's <laughs> not watching this online, I can confirm they're all blue. Yeah. Listeners, get yourself themes for your uh, icons and make your life that much more organized. <laughs> this is your call to organize your phone. <laughs> Time to recondo that stuff. <laughs> Wait, so are you saying like hold an app to your chest and see if it sparks joy. I mean, I was thinking about opening it up, but yes, just hold it to your chest. To your digital chest, your virtual chest. (laughs) Come to my virtual bosom. (laughs) Oh, that's a whole nother app. That's that's definitely a debut album. Virtual bosom. (laughs) Oh, dear. Back to snacks in general. Do provide different options for your guests in terms of food group, I guess it would be. You want some healthy options to go along with your greasy options. Don't aim all in the same area because I don't know about you guys, but if I'm eating crisps for like four hours straight, my stomach's going to be like, "Mm, we made some mistakes. But if I can throw some fruit or some veg in there, I'm a happy camper. Your tongue also is going to get so puckered if you're having all that salt. Mm -hmm. Salty tongues lead to salty players. (laughs) Tongue so puckered. (laughs) 
But I do agree with having like a vegetable platter or something with a hummus or fruit, something like that. You need something else for the bread bowl. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Most things that you could dip crisps in, you can dip vegetable sticks in. Mm-hmm. Carrot sticks, celery. Oh, I love a good strawberry in my onion dip. That doesn't sound terrible. Uh, no, I was just thinking that <laughs> not like, necessarily for awful. a good pork cutlet, you can put onions and apples together. So I feel like a strawberry is really not that far off. I think an apple in some of those dips would be really good. Mm. And you can do sweet dips too, like caramel dips. Ugh. Or what's that whipped dip? Do you know the one I mean? It's like a sweet, white, slightly tangy. It's not it's going to drive me nuts. Cool. Yeah, I'm trying to figure cool it out. Whip. I'll come back. Ambrosia? No. That's a whole salad, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's a whole salad. That's food of the gods. I am not keen on it. I'm not all about mushroom or marshmallows. Mushrooms. Yes, you are. I am all about mushrooms. Um, <laughs> but I'm not all about marshmallows in whatever that is. I like marshmallows, I like but not... I mean... If you're talking about fluff or you're talking about a toasted marshmallow, I'm all in. But I don't think it needs to be with mayo. No. I also feel like most formats I like marshmallows in, the marshmallows slightly melted. So like in a hot chocolate, toasted, over a fire. Rice crispy treats. Fluff. Things like that. So the top search results for the autofill Google Ambrosia recipe, the top three include Ambrosia Recipe New Zealand and Ambrosia Recipe Sims 4. (laughs) What? I didn't realize that the Sims needed their own Ambrosia recipe. It's, I mean, don't get me wrong. You see a lot of videos these days of people trying to copy Sims recipes, but like Ambrosia, really? Yeah, Sims have had Ambrosia for a while. I know, but why would you try and make it? Okay, so which recipe are we going to go with as being the ultimate or the best? Food Network, Taste of Home, or Real House Moms? Those are the featured recipes. For Ambrosia? Kicking off Real House Moms. Real House Moms. Okay, Real House Moms. Wow me. Um, no, I do not want Real House Moms to send me push notifications. <laughs> that sounds like something I should be doing on incognito mode. I just choked on my tequila. I hate when that happens. I know. Oh, that's the worst. I'm having a fogarita. Oh. They're saying it's only served at Thanksgiving or Christmas. What? No. No, it's like a it's like a summer potluck barbecue food. Yeah, exactly. Like every kind of weird salad like that. It's yeah. I feel like it's very Midwest where there's like something on the table with both mayonnaise and other stuff that's usually sweet in it. For our listeners, none of us are from the Midwest, so we are really just we're not experts. <laughs> No, not even a little bit. Uh, Other than the whipped cream that they've covered already in the article, it's made with marshmallows and a number of fruits. And for their featured version, they stick with the classics. Pineapple, maraschino cherries, coconut, and mandarin orange. I've never had an ambrosia with any of those apart from the orange. No. I'd say it's usually just the orange. Real moms are lying. We have... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, hang on. Let me see if I can find out where, where she slash they are based out of. We, we might be having Get a geographical here, difference here. Moms. Well, well, um, well, the research department tries to clear that up. It's confirming its sources. We do have another shameless plug in the dip department. We do, we do. And that is avocado, dip. guacamole. I don't know why I said avocado start first there. I'm just going to, that might be good. Anyway. I, mean, <laughs> I love the I might r- be kind of. As opposed to rice guacamole. <laughs> Um, yeah, guacamole. We have one with tequila-soaked apples, which is guaranteed to make any game night 
extra special. We don't actually back that guarantee up. It's a kick your guacamole up. Make it a little more pretentious. Per shameless plug, one of our past episodes. Please check that out as well. (laughs) (laughs) It's a fun way of working tequila in without somebody having to yell, shot, 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 shot. (laughs) And I love apples and tequila together. They're a magical combination where they just seem to mesh. Like putting fruit in, say, a sangria, everything tends to soak up the alcohol, but certain fruits soak up different alcohols at different rates, and apples and tequila are just a match made in heaven. That, like, nice spongy while still crisp. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Also, listeners, if you know why apples soak up tequila so well, we'd love to know. Please message us. I'm yeah. very curious about the science there. We like to learn. Mm-hmm. Especially if it involves tequila. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So true. <laughs> All right. I think I think these recipes might be influenced from a geographical background of Arizona and Portland. Oh. Wait. So if that's the case, that's quite different from us. Those are very different geographical backgrounds. Yeah. Well, as in, I believe the main uh, lady, Aubrey, she says she was still living in Arizona and based a lot of her recipes on that. So my assumption is she grew up in Arizona. That might not be correct. And then in 2013 moved to Oregon and fell in love with Portland and those things. So, but if that's true, then, you know, we have very different uh, backgrounds and upbringings, mm-hmm. potentially, in regards to these things. Well, if she's in Portland, is she a fellow hipster? I have no idea. I can email her. Sounds like she really liked that hipster lifestyle, and that's why she stayed. Can't blame her. 10 out of 10, can recommend. <laughs> <laughs> so, there are a couple of, I don't know why we're featuring, this isn't a review of Real House Moms. <laughs> no. Um, but they have popular recipes and like sections. So, so it's got like healthy snacks, crockpot recipes, casserole recipes. So this makes sense. All nice categories. Then bacon jalapeno recipes. There are so many, they have their own category. Well, if she is from the Southwest, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I don't like jalapenos, the flavor personally, but the pictures she's got up look pretty good. I think in the right lighting, with any kind of veg, or just cooking in general, you can make it look sexy. I've been there when you're taking photos for the blog, and you're telling the food to be a tiger and roar for you. You know what? We all have our inspiration, <laughs> and if it wants to get a little pizzazzy on me, like, don't, don't hate. And say you're, you know, say you have a steamy dish. Who's to say it doesn't want to roar like a tiger? <laughs> That's true. We shouldn't we shouldn't be restricting the expressions of our of our food. <laughs> Regard uh, unless it comes to sprigs in my cocktails, shameless plug for our home bar essentials episode. I rarely tell food that it needs to be sexy, but those sprigs in my mint julep they need to be sexy. You better know they are sexy sprigs. Yes, I do like to uh, to sexy up food. I have to admit. So another food that I think you can serve for game night because it's an easy finger food Mm -hmm. is meatballs. Yes. Which, shameless plug, we have a recipe for on the blog. Plug, plug, plug. Um, (laughs) I was wondering, like, we need a little counter somewhere that just says fifth shameless plug in less than 30 seconds. (laughs) Yeah, just a little sound effect that just goes ding every time. Ding. (laughs) I have, like, for New Year's, sexied those up with 
a bit of spray gold. Only you <laughs> can say, hey, I needed to make it pretentious and pretty. It was New Year's. I sprayed gold on it. It was New Year's. It needed to happen. We've also used them for Halloween, where we do them in a red currant based sauce and call them rat brains. Yes. It should be noted that cold brew kombucha and heritage avocado toast throw a bang-in Halloween bash every year. We will definitely be doing a Halloween episode because I don't think any of us can not talk about Halloween. There might be several. There probably will. We'll probably have to do a series coming up to Halloween. So look forward to that. That feels very october for me. Yeah. I'm here for it. Back to soft pretzels. We didn't talk about how they can get that not-so-nice moistness. You just wanted to say the word moist. Yeah. 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 But we haven't talked about soft pretzels and the fact that, especially if you buy them somewhere and don't eat them right away, by the time you get them home, they've got some condensation on there and they get a little little wet. Yeah, you do have to be very careful about how you store them, especially if they're still warm and then they're put into like a sealed something. Vent those pretzels. You heard it here first. <laughs> Let your pretzels vent. Vent, vent your pretzels. Yeah, because I... Some of my favorite uh, soft pretzels are from Wawa, which is a convenience store that used to just be in Pennsylvania, but has now covered the East Coast. And they make fabulous pretzels, but the problem is sometimes they bag them too fast. So if you're getting a double one, occasionally it gets a little moist on the seam between the two pretzels. But if that doesn't put you off, it doesn't kill the soft pretzel experience for me. It's not as Mm -hmm. good as if it wasn't moist. But still, so if you're going to purchase it, air it out a little bit. Go home. Toss it in the oven for a minute or two. Yeah. There are ways to fix this problem. All hope is not lost. And if you're making them yourself, salt them before you put them in the oven. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I think what a lot of people do, like the sort of quick made cheaper soft pretzels is they spritz them with water to toss salt on yeah and then that ruins like the nice crust that you've worked so hard to get so to try to ascertain the best time to salt Mm -hmm. your soft pretzels i've I've ended up in amazon.com no just no no. You know better than this no. research department. Just, yeah, just, just go to go to hipsteratome.co.uk and look up our easy soft pretzels. Okay. And They're you not- don't need to trouble yourself with a massive conglomerate that's destroying the high street. Okay. And buying super yachts. So the hipster at home source says they're easy and delicious. I think this one might be biased. I Is it because... Heritage Avocado Toast and myself are from Pennsylvania, because that might be a little biased. However, I will stand by that and fight people on it. It could be that they're also delicious. They are delicious. I will happily eat a soft pretzel at any time of day. Yeah. I also really like the soft pretzel bites, where they're intentionally Mm -hmm. cut off and you don't... And that's, I think, sometimes better for a game night because it's more of the finger food. Yeah. But you can give everyone a soft pretzel, but, it, it, you know, then you all need a plate and, well, you should have a plate, you heathens. <laughs> well, and if you are making them yourself, you can obviously adjust the size and shape that you make them. Yeah. And just, you know, a- adjust the cooking time. Pay attention so that you don't overcook them. The delightful thing about pretzels is that it is kind of a DIY thing. There is mm-hmm. a lot of stuff when baking that you really can't mess with. But I find that pretzels are pretty easy that way and that it's pretty easy to manipulate what size, what shape. I know you guys do the witch's 
fingers for the Halloween party. And so if you can do something that goes from a pretzel shape to something that looks like someone's finger is torn off, I feel like that is the sign that it's a pretty easy (laughs) medium to manipulate. You can't do that with Skittles. No, I've tried. Jokes. No, I haven't. But speaking of Skittles, I think it's also good to have some sweet things Mm -hmm. available and some desserts. Yes, but I'm already at the party. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I would say that we all would agree that cupcakes are probably one of the best ways of inserting a sweet into an easy-to-eat game night situation. Absolutely. Well, I will say that I enjoy a regular cake more than a cupcake. Cupcakes are one of those things that it's super easy to spread without everyone touching everything. And people tend to, like, cupcakes will be reached for much more readily than someone cutting into a cake. Yeah, I feel like people are quite hesitant to cut a piece of cake. So you kind of have to force them. Yeah, what is with that? What is with that? Like, you, you've made all these things and or purchased these things combination. They're all out. They're ready to go. You, clearly, you haven't broken into them because you're waiting for the party or the game night to start. Now that you are here, let's dig in. Start. Yeah. Don't be so bashful. I think cause everyone's always hesitant to even cut a cake. There's always that, like, no one wants to be the one who has to do it. Yeah. But everyone well. has an opinion on what size the slices should be. Well, and I feel like as someone who doesn't love huge slices, it's easy enough to do multiple sizes and no one should be ashamed to go back for another slice. (laughs) If you have a host who's cutting them very thin and you feel like you need an extra slice, do not be embarrassed. Go for it. Can I just say we've had we've had two potential raunchy (laughs) albums in the past five minutes. One was spread without touching, I think is what was said. And and one, I, I don't even remember what you just said that made me, a, a number of slices or something. But like, yeah. Oh, no. It ended with go for it. So I feel like usually that ends with one of my slips of the tongue that said something rather dirty. So that's most things that we say. <laughs> so true, though. I do prefer regular cake better, though. I think it's easier or more likely to get a dry cupcake than an entire Mm -hmm. dry cake. Mm -hmm. Well, and you're sealing the cake, which makes a big difference. Because for cupcakes, you're only putting icing on the top. So making sure that covers the whole cake and keeps it moist. It's not as easy as if you're crumb coating or whatever. You're sealing the whole cake in. Yeah. That's a really good point. Why don't we do that with cupcakes? Because it would take forever. But it would make me stop having to cut them in half. (laughs) One of the things I don't like about cupcakes is I don't like the distribution of frosting to cake. Yes. Whereas with a full cake, you have the frosting evenly distributed. Which is why I cut the cake part of a cupcake in half and place it on top. Yes. Listeners, we will be posting uh, a visual representation of how Retro Denim Jacket eats her cupcakes. This may cause me to have to make cupcakes this weekend. Oh, no, I have uh, I have video. But you can make cupcakes this weekend. I mean, I'm not stopping you. I have when you announced, here's how hipsters eat cupcakes. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's actually an animation. I think we should have let her say it another a third time and then have someone go, are we just not going to address this cutting the cupcake in half thing? It's like, no, we're just going to ignore it. <laughs> I think the listeners need to see exactly what this is. I'm sure many of them can visualize it, but there's just... It's a sight to behold. 
Well, it's basically like, you know, you could have a Little Debbie oatmeal cream pie, and they could have created it with the cream on top and the cookie beneath, but they decided to cut cut a bit off and make a sandwich out of it. Yeah, sandwiched frosting is always better. It is, which is why I do that with the cupcakes. <laughs> I mean, We can keep going around and around in it, and I will keep bringing it up, but I swear to goodness, I'm right. I am right. <laughs> I appreciate it's the same exact amount of cake and cream. It just, it feels like you have just more cake than cream when you make it a sandwich. Like, like a cupcake into a sandwich, not like the Little Debbie, which is like thin, but. I don't know. It's the, it's the same. I, you know, it doesn't, the reason you do it is because you get an even distribution of what a cupcake would be if you were eating it normally, but you're not losing any of the frosting that you would if you were just chomp it into it where do you lose it up the nose no on the like side and then, <laughs> then it's like you, what you're saying is you've got too much cake on one side of it yeah like in, in your your bite is not distributed yes and then you've got frosting coating the top of your mouth and you have just cake on the bottom and god forbid the cake's dry not good not as okay it's not not good it's not as great as it could be <laughs> <laughs> this, this cupcake is not meeting its full potential it's not it's not and if you want to sideswipe that completely and not run into that issue and you want something that's finger food sized and pretentious go with a pedophore that's true pedophores are delicious mm-hmm. here in the uk they tend to be called fondant fancies and if you want you can buy them in a shop if you're not keen on making them yourself mm-hmm. and, i mean even though we enjoy baking and cooking and making things ourselves don't completely discount shop bought stuff oh absolutely not especially for a game night when a lot of it's snacky food and you're just gonna want to have a few bags of things of crisps chips pretzels whatever and if you really don't feel like cooking you can always order pizza or something like that Mm -hmm. but you do need that that takes a lot more forward planning i think yes and no as far as pizza goes it is kind of easy to be able to take stock at the table and now with ordering online on apps and stuff you kind of don't need to even leave the table to order things but if you have like three or four people you go around the room everyone says their favorite topping and then you kind of managed it if you'd like to be one of those hosts and you don't want to interrupt your game night feel free to check with everyone ahead of time and make a decision but i think either way it works i feel like you can also go with a few sort of tried and true toppings and you'll probably be safe granted those won't be as pretentious necessarily the thing is, even with the tried and true toppings, there are ways to find a pretentious alternative. Like if your friends are all for pepperoni, try something like the sopressata instead. Mm-hmm. Make it pretentious. Tell them it's the same as pepperoni, but tastier. And that's, I can't imagine that your guests are going to put up a fight about that. And you're introducing them to a new food. I don't want <laughs> soap on my pizza. Oh, dear. Well, and then there's heritage avocado toast. Who, I would like to point out, is the one who put in the notes, make sure you have at least three pretentious toppings on your pizza. Yeah, exactly. I don't see the problem. (laughs) (laughs) So, what would you class as pretentious toppings that are acceptable on your pizza? You think I I knew what I was talking about when I wrote the notes? (laughs) Not experts, just opinionated. And sometimes we can't even back that up. (laughs) (laughs) I personally am a pineapple on pizza. Well, first of all, first of all, if you want to have pretentious pizza, you have to name 
the tomatoes that are used to make the sauce. It doesn't matter if it's a pretentious tomato or not. The fact that you put it as a byline on the on the menu instantly makes it pretentious. So if you have like a beef... The beef steak? Beef steak. Beef steak tomato. And then you've got your Vesuvian tomato. Sanmar whatever. I like Bloody Butcher. It's a heritage breed tomato that is a very dark red and a very tomato-y tomato. I highly recommend. Although I've really only ever seen it in a situation where you grow it yourself. And if you give the, you know, the location, like Cyprian anchovies, it's not just mm-hmm. anchovies anymore. It's, I don't even know if... <laughs> really? What what you're looking for is transparency. Yeah. <laughs> I get it, but also just why? And yet, I think almost every pizza place around us fits all of these requirements. Well, you don't want your pizza to say Ralph's country tomato sauce. <laughs> Ralph's chicken fried tomato sauce. <laughs> chicken fried. That compared to debut album, Chicken Fried Tomato Sauce. Yeah, but you don't necessarily have to... The ingredients themselves don't have to be pretentious. It's really how they make you feel. (laughs) Is it emotionally pretentious? If you hold the ingredient to your chest, does it spark joy? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to spit out my water. I hate you. Don't drink and laugh, people. <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, speaking of hydrating, <laughs> you definitely do want to make sure that you are also providing beverages yes. for your uh, for your competitors. Finger beverages. Finger beverages. Shots. 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 Shot. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking more of you you serve everything in ice cube form. But if it's alcoholic, it may not freeze. It's true. It'll just be slushy. Which, don't get me wrong, I love a good frosé. Like, (laughs) call me a basic what we say in every single episode, but (laughs) I adore frosé. It is tasty as heck. That is quite basic. Hey, we all have our moments. I don't wear Uggs, so... (laughs) It's the summer pumpkin spice latte. It is... It is. And I feel like it's relatively recent. Like before I moved to New York, I lived there back in what, 2015 to 2018-ish? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Regardless of years. Um, the first time I saw it was while I was there. Yeah. And it seemed to grow in popularity, kind of like avocado toast. I did see it pop up like a lot on Instagram and like Facebook and things like that. Frosé recipes. Yeah. It's, you know as soon as it hits Pinterest that it's hit that basic level. Yeah, it's gone mainstream. <laughs> Be sure to follow us on Pinterest. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's why we don't have our Pinterest game together yet, because it's too mainstream. <laughs> if you're not just going for alcohol, one thing I do recommend, especially if you have a lot of games that have talking or, you know, or hog calls or whatever <laughs> from Redneck Life, you are definitely going to want to provide water alongside your, you know, basic wines, beers, pitchers of cocktails, whatever mm-hmm. it is. I definitely would recommend infusing some water and having that available for your guests. So yep. infuse it with fruit or vegetables, herbs. We really like to do like a cucumber and mint. Delicious. Basil 
is really good in water. Mm-hmm. Watermelon. Rosemary. Mm-hmm. Infused water is a very, very simple way to create another pretentious thing for your guests. And it's good because when you are having all the, the snack food and you're talking and laughing, your guests are going to get thirsty. And as we have pointed out before, beer is not a hydrator. No. Or wine. They will not keep you hydrated. They will, in fact, do the opposite. Drink water while you drink, people. Always drink water. This is this is your daily reminder <laughs> to drink more water. <laughs> get up, pause the podcast, get some water. Right now. Do it. If you're in a car, <laughs> Pull over. Pull over. Get some water. Safely. <laughs> Safely. Find somewhere safe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't pull off in the middle of nowhere. I mean, society cares so much about our hydration. They're kind enough to put watering holes every every few miles or kilometers. I thought that was more for bathroom reasons, but yeah, watering holes as well, right? <laughs> Apparently, um, I read that highway rest stops are uh, going the way of the dodo. They're closing down a lot of them. Mm-hmm. I don't understand that. That sounds dangerous. I can only say that Closing down rest areas has got to be a decision made by a man. Yes. Because growing up with brothers, they're eager to pee anywhere. Mm -hmm. Like, it is just a boy thing. It is not the same for women. You need a rest area. Yes. I'm not going to start carrying a trowel around with me or one of those, like... Shewees? Shewees. I'm not carrying around a shewee in order to pause during a trip to go to the bathroom. That's just ridiculous. Well, it's also not really environmentally friendly because most people are not making sure that they're peeing in the correct like place for runoff and all of that. Yeah. I feel like this is definitely taking a turn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's let's course correct back to the game. Reel table. it back in. <laughs> so basically make sure you're watering your friends. That's where we left off. <laughs> Please use the correct pitcher. <laughs> Speaking of pitchers, I do recommend making pitcher cocktails if you are so inclined. Yeah. Because if you if you are with a group that tends towards the sort of cocktails or mixed drinks, you're not going to want to keep getting up to make a new one during the game because it takes time. Whereas if you have a batch made, so much easier to refill your, your cup. Also, feel free to check in with your friends ahead of time to make sure that they can have whatever alcohol you're planning to use. Um, yeah. I personally can't have rum, so it's nice to have something at a party that doesn't have rum in it, which is why I usually have issues with punch. And it's always a good time to like try new recipes beforehand. Add to your repertoire. Mm-hmm. There's so many recipes out there that are absolutely delicious. I'm sure we have one or two on the blog. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Heritage Avocado Toast. Another ding, shameless plug for our libation <laughs> library on the blog. At least the ding is better than the gesture he was doing for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only here for the rude hand gestures. Well, I think in um in a in a strange twist for us, we've actually gotten through everything in a reasonable amount of time. Holy mackerel! Well, holy. I was going with holy mackerel, but you know what? Just holy macaroni salad. (laughs) We're now scraping the bottom of the dip, and I think that this game night party is coming to an end. Oh, no. (laughs) I want to thank you guys for joining us and listening in. Uh, We hope that you can take something away. So even if you are not the best at playing the game, you will at least win at feeding your friends. So thanks again for listening. Make sure to follow us. Give us a rating if you like what you hear. 
And head over to the blog at hipsteratome.co.uk for more content. And we'll catch you next time. Bye. Later. Bye now.